This is the Limo Show 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 Show. Today I have a guest called Ryan Hendrickson. He's a real expert in, in health and in energy, and he's going to share with you, I'm sure, lots of interesting insights uh, about all that. So welcome, Ryan. Welcome here. Hey, what's up, Limo? What's up, guys? It's awesome to uh, join you on today's episode. And Yeah, I'm thanks happy. for being here. Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled, man. I, I want to hope that everybody gets some impact out of this and just to open you up to, uh, to new possibilities. Because I know this is something that a lot of people are struggling with, you know, not just in, in dating, but also their own professional lives, their own personal lives. Yeah. So, so tell us, uh, Ryan, what's your story? Like, how did you start? Like, what, what's your story? Sure. Uh, that's a, a pretty interesting question. Um, I mean, I could go on for 45 minutes about it. but Yeah, the know, quick one. The quick short, one. short story long. Uh, I grew up in, in martial arts, mixed martial arts, training, extreme sports. Uh, when I was 14, I uh, got cancer, and the next year I had meningitis, so I fought that through my teenage years. And then I kind of had a choice, like, hey, you know, do I want to be like most people sitting on the couch, you know, feeling sorry for myself and wondering why me? Or, you know, hey, do I want to really, really go deep into health, fitness, you know, human performance, psychology? After high school, I jumped into a fitness coaching career. I had a huge opportunity. I opened up a huge gym in uh, New Jersey, actually, it's where I'm from. And uh, it was great, you know, but what I noticed is that none of my clients were losing weight. I mean, I would, all the, I was training all these people, and then I found out that they were giving my clients weight gainer shakes at the, <laughs> at the juice bar. So, you know, I called the news reporter, I blew the whistle, and I moved across the country, and I vowed from that moment on that I was going to do absolutely what was best for my clients, no matter what. So... I, I became a holistic health practitioner, studied functional medicine. I opened up a sports performance facility in Silicon Valley. Um, and now here we are online. I'm, I'm the founder of Preventative Healthcare Coaches, and we help people who work high-stress jobs, high-impact jobs, people who work really, really long hours. We help them feel 10, 15 years younger and get bodies that they love, be strong and be resilient. So that's my story in a nutshell, just the you know, two, <laughs> three amazing, versions man. of yeah, thanks for asking. I've been all in on this for over half of my life, and it's it's been a beautiful ride. Yeah, it's amazing. So you said uh, you said shit. That, that that must have been a traumatic experience, like to have cancer at fourteen. It was a it was a butt pucker moment. Yeah, I you know I would be remiss if I told you that I wasn't scared at, at points. But you know, it actually affected my parents a lot more than it affected me. So mm-hmm. uh, you didn't kind of realize the the scale of it, or well, it's actually, um, it was 16 years ago and one week away. So around this time of year, I always kind of reflect on this. It was 16 mm-hmm. years ago, December 2nd. Yeah, 16 years cancer-free. I remember, I basically got kicked in the nuts like four years in a row. So, you know, cancer, <laughs> then meningitis, and just all this shit. Um, I so I always, I always reflect on that. But I remember, you know, getting the answering machine message. This is back when you had the answering machine tapes and people call your house phone. Mm-hmm. And you know, they, they gave us the diagnosis over an answering machine. 
and I had just gotten back from the hospital. I, I broke my arm skateboarding. <laughs> my mom picks me up from the hospital. And uh, the answering machine message said, you know, like, okay, Ryan, you know, you have cancer. You had to come in for treatments. Like, you know, the things that we biopsied and we took off you, they turned out to, uh, to be cancerous. So, and then my mom just lost it. And I don't know what it was, but like I could see how distraught she was. And I don't know if I was just numb or shocked or surprised or, or what, but I actually, I made a statement to kind of comfort my own mother and in, in her crying and her being so upset about it. And I said, mom, don't worry, I'm not going to die. And I, I just remember that moment. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I said it to comfort her, but I really also made that declaration inside that, okay, this isn't going to wipe me out. And, you know, after that, I just, I got so into fitness and so into, you know, bodybuilding and martial arts and sports performance. Yeah. You have a, you have a very strong why. You, yeah. you knew the, uh, the other side of the coin. You value your health. I do. Yeah. You know, this is one of the first years in, in a long time that human life expectancy is down. Human fertility really? is down. Why yeah. did you know that? Yeah. Human fertility is down. Human life expectancy is down. Um, you know, in the West, at least. So, yeah, it's what, absolutely. What's the, uh, what's the age now? 80? It's down just a little tiny bit. It's down just a little tiny bit. I, I don't have the exact statistic on what the expected age is is but i was just seeing that the other day and i was thinking oh my gosh you know it's weird because with the with the technology and with the, all the i don't know all the things we have right now it's it should be uh going up not going down i know i know pisses me off but that's just the statistics and that's why we need people like you to 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 show us the way well thanks i'll i'll do what i can and what i find to be so interesting is that you know, everybody's body is unique. Everybody's life is unique. And, you know, there's a, a huge difference between advice and opinion. Yeah. So, you know, what I love is that if you can really help somebody find a way to, to be their own advisor, to listen to their own feedback, that is what actually sets them free and helps them get healthy and stay healthy. Yeah. So, you know, I've had people get to less than 10% body fat on a high carb diet and less than 10% body fat on a zero carb diet. So it's like it, everybody's different. You know, we're just yeah, as different on the inside you know, as we are on the outside. Yeah. So what, what's a common myth about health in, your, in general? Like what's a common myth people believe that's totally wrong? Oh, damn. I know there's a lot, like the biggest one, for example. Well, I, I really think the biggest thing that we keep keep running into again and again is you know, what we call remedial change. It's kind of the this for that attitude. Like if I take mm -hmm. this supplement, I'm going to have this result. If I eat this food, I'm going to have this result. But it doesn't always work that way. So I think the biggest myth really is kind of what I was talking about. There's no one size fits all. And this is really the direction that, that health on the cutting edge is taking in. Like, you know, you can give somebody some generic advice like, you know, eat right and exercise or drink eight ounces of water, you know, you know, eight times a day. The generic health advice, it actually can be damaging because people don't see the results 
it's not specialized to their body and they get discouraged. Do you think it, it needs to always be specialized or do you think there is like some things that would work pretty much every time? There are some things where it all counts, but you know, for example, you know, the way that a lot of people train, sometimes the way that people are training their bodies in the gym actually winds up creating more damage. And I saw this all the time with, with athletes, especially athletes who were also entrepreneurs, staying up late, working super hard, or they were athletes who were in school, is that it totally zaps their energy, their sex drive, their training was actually making their body more damaged and they weren't healing and weren't recovering. You know, we're finding out that like, for example, the food pyramid is totally screwy. You know what the government recommends people eat to get healthy. Yeah, especially like all the, the whole wheat and all of that. Like that's, that's so bad. I read about that. I don't know if you're thinking about this or. Yeah, totally. You know, and then, yeah, like I said, you know, people are just as different on the inside as they are on the outside. So learning the, the way to interpret your body's feedback you know, every symptom, I think this is really the biggest myth. If I had to bust it and sum it up is that you want to alleviate your symptoms. You want to get rid of them. Well, what we found to be true is that your symptoms are actually leading indicators of what's going on in your body. They're early warning signs. Yeah. So if you have, you know, fatigue, for example, it doesn't mean that you haven't drank enough coffee today. True. Yeah. There, there isn't, one person, you know, who has erectile dysfunction, who's suffering from a Viagra deficiency. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So that's why, you know, it will always be personalized because your chemistry is going to change from day to day, from moment to moment. And if you suppress and you hide the symptoms, the signs of sickness, you're actually going to miss out on what you need to do to correct your course. And so, so how, how do people can monitor themselves, those signs and those symptoms? Sure. I mean, well, the most common, the most common things are actually, the most common early warning signs are things that we consider to be completely mundane. No. Mm -hmm. Like fatigue or things like that. Fatigue, joint pain, skin reactions. Those are the most common symptoms of, of inflammation, of, of damage to the body. So, you know... It's like, okay, cool, you know, my, my skin itches. Oh, it's just an itch. But what if it was a leading indicator of something that's agitating your digestive tract? Same exact tissue as your skin. You know, skin issues typically start in the digestive system. So when you learn how to put it all together, you can actually correct that course. Yeah. I've seen people, you know, have orthopedic issues and have no joint pain. And I have people who have tons of joint pain and no orthopedic issues. So this is why learning how to understand the symptoms and learning how to understand the feedback, that's exactly what we teach our clients to do. And not only does it get them their health back long-term, they know exactly what to do. You know, they, could be, they could be traveling, going to a completely new different place, feel horrible, totally wiped out. As soon as they land, they know exactly how to get their body adjusted and they're rocking again. Yeah, and I guess uh, it should be like we, we should consult a specialist um, uh, when we want to do that because alone sometimes we, we can't figure out the, the, the real symptoms or we can't figure out what to do ourselves. So it's better to, to consult a specialist like, like yourself. And, and there's a lot of overwhelming you know, information too. People are confused about this too. Everybody says go keto or you know, there's all these biohacking fads or you know, people are, are doing CrossFit and their bodies are just blowing out. 
I see all this happen all the time. People come to us after they've tried pretty much everything, but it really doesn't have to be complicated. And what's the easiest uh, fix, the most popular easiest fix that you give your, uh, your, your, your clients or the people you work with? Sure, absolutely. So I mean, the, the thing that helps people out the most um, especially, you know, high performance people who do a lot of thinking, they do a lot of creative work, they, you know, they have to think on their feet. Uh, the most important thing that I find helps people out is their ability to shut their mind off. And for most of us who, you know, have 30,000 thoughts a day, <laughs> 60, 80,000 thoughts a day, it's easier said than done. But your body shows its early warning signs of stress and its breathing pattern. So if I could give like, you know, one quick, easy fix that applies to everybody is, okay, when you are starting to breathe out of your mouth, you're becoming stressed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, that's why you also do, you're also doing holistic health. It's, it's, uh, it's part of, uh, I guess you, you do meditation practices, energy training, things like that, right? Well, I've, I've been a holistic health practitioner for eight years, but I'm, I'm really controversial in that field. So rather than, you know, having people like tune out and sit cross-legged on the floor or like, you know, put headphones in and listen to binaural beats, my approach is, is actually, you know, it's based on exercise, corrective exercise. Okay. So it kind of it goes through like this because, you know, I don't, I don't want you to go outside of your body. You know, your body is your mind. Your body is a physical representation of your consciousness. You know, I don't, I don't want you to leave that behind. You know, when you open up your mind, sometimes all kinds of crazy stuff crawls in. <laughs> so I think a lot of people inherently are out of their body and they're ungrounded and they're in their head. True. So what we do is you know, we can combine exercise in such a way and not only strengthens their body, makes them anabolic. It's, it's literally like them being, it turns their body, it's similar effect on the body as being on steroids. We can put the body into an anabolic state. We call it working in. So most people work out. We teach our clients how to work in and that puts their body into an anabolic state. It connects them with their breathing. It connects them with their movement, gets their jo joints into a proper orthopedic alignment. And what it does is it gives them a chance to meditate. It only takes, you know, about six minutes a day and it gives you an anabolic hormonal response. Okay. That heals and repairs your body. So I don't necessarily recommend people, uh, you know, you know, do their, you know, do their meditations because for some people they just can't get rid of those thoughts and rightfully so. You need those painful thoughts. You need those anxious thoughts. You need those concerns. You need those irrational phobias because they actually are there for a reason. They're there to help you survive and correct your course. So I'm, I'm not super big on meditation. That's why I'm a little controversial in this field. We want to use, you know, movement and rest in the right way to build the person's body up. So yeah. I, have, I haven't found a lot of high performance people to be, you know, super zen, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm here in Northern California, like, you know, tons of guys are walking around with man buns <laughs> and, you know, Dharma beats and stuff like that. Um, but, the, but the reality is, you know, how you show up on the inside is how you show up on the outside. If you have time to meditate and that works for you, 
awesome. I love it. But for people who are high performance, who are going all the time, it's really hard to meditate and work out. What I found to be most effective is to roll the two up and it actually gives people a chance to reflect on their experience, to move through things. I can't tell you how many times I've had an athlete in the gym who's you know, maybe fighting with their girlfriend or wife or you know, just got dumped and I see their strength go way down. And next thing you know, they strain a muscle or they pull a muscle. And I can tell they're distracted. Yeah. Well, these are the types, you know, they, they're flooded emotionally. Well, emotions are energies in motion. And they absolutely affect your body, your physiology. Like, there's a fun, there's a fun test that we can uh, do. There's a fun game that we can play with this to demonstrate this point if you're up for it. But you know, working in, making your body anabolic is one of the things that we, you know, we use exercise for. Uh, we don't use it to make you punish yourself and eat pain for breakfast. <laughs> but you know, we ha we haven't found that to be effective long term because people are more motivated by getting out of pain than they are extreme pleasure. So you don't, you're not a huge fan of meditation. You don't practice meditation, for example, every morning. You, you don't sit quietly in a room and just focus on your breath every morning, for example. I don't. I do it all day, every day. It's something that mm. I'm constantly aware of is my physiology, my posture, my body language. Uh, because I, I know the feedback, you know, I know the feedback mechanisms. I know the early warning signs. You know, I know if my heartbeat is racing, what that means and what I need to do to correct my course. It doesn't have to be something that I take myself out of the moment for. Like, you know, hey, you're in a restaurant. You can't just go into a, into a meditation in the middle of a restaurant, you know? Yeah. You're, you're at work, right? You, you know. You That's can't. why you do it. That's why you do it in the morning, for example, before you start your day. Yeah, I, I do have one practice that I do engage in, mm -hmm. and uh, it's from the book uh, Psycho-Cybernetics, which is amazing. I have it from uh, Max, Malcolm, uh, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, Max, I think Maxwell Maltz, he's a plastic surgeon. Maxwell, yeah, something. With yeah, <laughs> and that is to, you know, just take a minute to, you know, to visualize what I want to be proud of the following day, and then I'll write that down, and that's my to-do list. So I use, I use meditation to, to uh, basically generate my to-do list. I think, <laughs> I think about what's going to make me feel excited, inspired, motivated. And I, and I come up with one to three things to add to my day. Yeah, that's a good thing to do, to list out. Uh, yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, you use meditation to come up with your to-do list of the most important things you do during the day. Absolutely. And, and then you, you, you train your body to, find, you, you use anabolic training to actually meditate uh, at the same time. Like you, yeah. you okay. To, to, you know, to process emotions. Yeah. Like if, if, you know, for example, if I'm doing a rep of an exercise and, you know, I start to hear, you know, my joints click or, you know, you, you'll experience this stuff as you get older. You know, if you guys are, are, you know, 35 plus, you'll start to experience this stuff, probably even in your 20s. But, you know, if you're doing a movement and, you know, all of a sudden you hear your shoulder pop or, you know, you hear your, your ankles click and crack as you go up and down the stairs. Well, what if that was just a sign of things that were going on in the background? 
thoughts, emotions. Those are yeah, physical yeah. manifestations of being in a stress state and, and which breaks your body down. A lot of people talk about con- chronic stress, chronic, uh, and chronic inflammation and high cortisol. That's ultimately controlled by, by your adrenal glands, your kidneys, and, and your brain. Your set, the part of your brain that holds your identity. True. What do you think about cellular memory and epigenetics, for example? Do you, are you familiar with that, epigenetics? Yeah. And uh, I, I want to stack one other concept on on this. Um, there's, there's a lot of different people who've been looking at this. There's a family constellation therapy. Um, I don't necessarily believe that you are bound you know, to your, your family history. Mm-hmm. The way that epigenetics works and that nobody really talks about is that your genes load the gun, but your lifestyle pulls the trigger. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. And this is where creativity comes in too, guys. It's because, all right, cool. You had a past trauma, you know, like for example, you might have, you know, a parent who's, you know, bipolar or I'm just using my own example, but um, you, you could take a traumatic experience and use that to find creativity. Mm-hmm. I think that's the purpose of, of trauma, of family, you know, family trauma, family patterns. So you're not doomed to your genetics. Like if you buy that it's bad genes, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So the way, you know, the way I look at epigenetics and, you know, like for example, the, you know, a lot of people have, uh, you know, the, the BRAC2, like the breast cancer gene. That doesn't mean you should go, you know, women should chop their breasts off. Like that's what they're recommending that people do if you have this gene. Or, you know, you say you have the Alzheimer's gene. If you find out you have the Alzheimer's gene and you sit around and you think, oh my God, I'm going to be doomed. Oh my God, I'm going to be doomed. Oh my God, I'm going to lose my memory. Oh my God, I'm going to do No wonder you can't find your way home. <laughs> no yeah. wonder you're driving. It you creates do- your reality, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I just want to, you know, with epigenetics, it's okay, cool. It's a powerful tool. And yeah, obviously our environment is changing, but we need to be aggressively adaptable to that environment because ultimately our decisions and our lifestyle will influence the expression of those genes. Yeah. I heard once uh, behavior is a function of people times the environment. I would I would absolutely buy that, but I'd like to take it one step higher. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, we were talking about psychocybernetics, right? He talks about giga, garbage in, garbage out. Well, yeah. even higher than your environment is your perception. Yeah. Also true. It's a big one. Yeah. So, so key. So, you know, on that whole mindset level, the highest level is your perception. That's the, that's the input. You know, one person sees a banana duct tape to the wall <laughs> and they want to pay $120,000 for it at a modern art show. Oh, yeah, you saw the Miami Art Basel uh, thing, yeah. <laughs> Perception, right? Like, yeah. what makes something, you know, what makes something good, what makes something bad is entirely related to the perception. Like, there are people who have completely different moral, ethical, legal views than I do. Okay, great. 
<laughs> Let's see yeah. how that pans out for you. And a, and a uh, person and a person wouldn't change something in themselves if they don't change the, their identity first. A person a person wouldn't stop smoking if if they see themselves still as a smoker. They have to yeah. to disconnect from that identity first. I do agree. I think this is one of the that's one of the weak links also of of self help is you know there's a there's a paradox here. You know, to heal from something, you have to identify that it's a problem. Yeah, awareness. Right. But also, to heal something, you have to let go of the emotion and the pain and even the elation of that, of that same exact thing that you're confessing to yourself, that same thing that you have awareness of. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so uh, I just have a question. What what do you think is the the best diet in your opinion? If you if you had to advise to someone a generic diet, what would it be? Because you you mentioned keto. What you don't like keto? Well, uh, I have people who come to me on a keto diet with irritable bowel syndrome, no energy, dark circles under their eyes. Um, I have a guy who was on keto diet, no sex drive. Um, so first off, there's no one size fits all. I've had people from, you know, Jamaica, India, uh, you know, Southeast Asia, Philippines come to me on keto diets, very, very sick. Also, yeah, there's no one size fits all. So as far as diet advice goes, I just want to point out, everybody gets lost in proteins, carbohydrates, and fats, the macronutrients, right? Mm -hmm. Your brain uses 80% of your body's available blood sugar. Yeah. So I want to point that out. So everybody has a ratio of macronutrients that's going to get them absolutely ripped, total cognitive performance, absolute mental clarity, absolute hormonal bounce, like great poos, great sex drive, great energy. And like I said, I've had people get to less than 10% body, on, body fat on a high-carb diet and less than 10% body fat on a zero-carb diet. So it always depends on the, on the person. It depends on their, on their genes, their makeup, their habits, the climate that they're in. Like, for example, I'm in Southern California right now, and it's a little bit warmer than where I live. And where I live is normally like 40s, 50s, and 60s temperature-wise. Mm -hmm. And I surf and I swim in cold water. I'm basically a carnivore. Yeah, so as far as generic diet advice, the most important nutrients, guys, write these down. Air, water, and sunlight. <laughs> yeah, the, the basics. Those, those, so if I want to give nutritional you know, advice, air, water, sunlight. <laughs> Go outside, filter your water, the water that you drink, the water that you shower in. Filter that. That's going to help you heal your, your microbiome, heal your gut. Go outside, get the sun on your skin. It, when it comes to managing your hormones, when it comes to managing your stress levels, your ability to pull that out, very basic unit of the cell is a light-sensitive bacteria called mitochondria. Yeah. So you need sunlight, you need oxygen, you need water. Those are the most important nutrients. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, most of the diseases we have comes from our gut biome, a microbiome, right? Sometimes. I mean, obviously, there's, there's exceptions to every rule. Uh, 
I have a good buddy of mine who is a gut health specialist. He's in Portugal. He just put up, it's super classic. I mean, Hippocrates said it thousands of years ago, all disease begins in the gut. Um, you know, the interesting thing about the gut is it's continuous with the skin. Whatever starts off outside of the body ends up inside of the body through the gut. Um, the big problem that we have, it's not necessarily that all diseases originate in the gut, but the, the gut will express stress and strain in nearly every part of the disease process. So what's really happening with people when they're having gut health issues is, this is going to sound gross, but it's just the reality is when the gut lining is damaged, it's releasing feces into the bloodstream. And then the immune system attacks those particles to try to get them out, and that creates a, a low-level allergic reaction. That's happening with people who are having loose stools, chronic inflammation, brain fog, autoimmune diseases. It's an early warning stage of cancer. Um, here in the United States, people are calling out of work sick for IBS, irritable bowel syndrome symptoms, more often than they are for the common cold. So... <laughs> It's also because of their, it's mostly because of their diet. Uh, as you said, you mentioned the food pyramid. Uh, I guess a lot of people don't have the right pyramid in place. They, they eat too much uh, carbs, gluten, wheat, things like that, right? Sometimes, sometimes. But like I said, like I've had people, you know, get ripped eating carbohydrates. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, because, you know, the, the gut bacteria will feed off of that and, so this is why I emphasize sunlight, air, and water, right? Because the water actually really does make a huge impact on the gut biome. Uh, what happens if you bleach your kitchen counter? Kills all the bacteria. Yeah. Well, we add chlorine to purify water. Mm -hmm. So you're drinking tap water and you're showering in tap water, you're essentially bleaching yourself. And that wipes, that's basically like being on low-level antibiotics all the time. Yeah, if I give generic nutrition advice, it would be to filter your water, even the water that you bathe in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you must have like, you buy filters for, for your, uh, even, even for your shower? I, I do at home. I do at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in a hotel right now. But yeah, if somebody's having digestive system issues, skin issues, chronic health problems, low energy, it's like... It's not the time to go jump in a hot tub. Yeah. Okay. You're the, you're the first person uh, recommending that, that, that I heard, like filtering also the, the shower water. But it makes sense. Like with the, it's true that sometimes the, the water that's uh, unfiltered can have like a lot of, uh, of things affecting your skin and your, your microbes. And your brain. And your, your brain. brain. <laughs> it connects the brain. And the digestive system together through something called the vagus nerve. And uh, this is very, very important. So your vagus nerve basically dictates whether your body is going to build up or it's going to break down. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the biggest uh, nerve that's connected to your gut, right? From your gut to your brain. Yeah, baby. Mm -hmm. And uh, it also has um, a few other really important organs on there. Um, the gonads. You know, your, your, your nuts or your ovaries, um, depending on who's listening, uh, you know, has your, has your gut, has your, um, your thyroid as well, which regulates your energy level and your body's ability to get rid of infections. All this is hardwired together. 
It's like, um, you ever plug, you, you, I know that this happens all the time in Europe. You ever plug too much stuff in? Like you got your phone charger, you got your laptop charging, right? And you're in, you're in the hotel room and then you turn on the automatic coffee pot. You know, that thing that boils the water yeah, yeah. and then boom, you lose power. The same thing happens along the vagus nerve. So say, you know, say you do have something damaging the digestive lining and stomach, boom, you just trip the circuit breaker and then the thyroid, the gonads, the parts of the brain, they all go down in that same, in that same reaction. Just like if you overload the circuit breaker, if you overload one of the organs along the vagus nerve, it will begin to affect those. And actually what's even more interesting is every muscle shares nerves. So, you know, that vagus nerve is innervated through the spine. So muscle groups and parts of your back are also affected by the organs. Wow. Yeah. So th these are the things that we teach our clients how to listen to so that not only can they, you know, get strong, resilient levels of health, but they can solve their own symptoms. They can listen to that and they can adjust themselves and correct their course. And that's really the key to empowering someone towards their health. I don't want to give people my advice and my opinions all the time. I want them to be able to make the distinctions and the decisions for themselves. I want to give them the tool to learn their own physiology, their own biology. It's way more fun for both of us. And it actually sets them free to do what they want in life, whether that's you know run their business or date or whatever that is. True. So how, how do people can um, work with you? Like if, if someone come, comes up to you, what, what would you propose? Yeah, probably the best thing to do is you know, we teach a 45-minute workshop. You can check us out online. Our website is preventativehealthcoaches.com. You can check us out. You can find us online. There's a 45-minute training that you can watch or there's a quiz that you can take. But I recommend you check out the 45-minute training. It talks about the five things that we teach our clients to do. You know, most of the health research is about what sick people do, and it doesn't really help people. This is, you know, five things that people who get their health back, reverse inflammation, have incredible energy. It's the five people who recover their health for the rest of their lives that they do better than anybody else. And that's what we teach. After that, you know, if you're like implementing, then we jump on a call. And, you know, if we can help you, we lay all that out. We talk about where you're at in your health, where you're stuck, what your story is, you know, how you need your body to look, feel, and perform. And if we can help, that's awesome. You know, sometimes we send people out to, you know, like you might actually need some other type of specialist. We'll tell you that too. So go to preventativehealthcoaches.com if you want to check that out. Watch the training, check out the, uh, check out the quiz and the assessments to see, hey, is this something that I really do need to focus on? Like, do I need to take this kind of approach? And then, you know, we take it from there. So we just want to love on you and give you the power and give you the tools to, to run your physiology, to run the own show. Because, you know, you can't, one thing I just want to say, though, is, you know, you can't hire someone or pay someone to get you healthy and continue to do the same things that are costing you your health. You know, some people don't value sitting in a room and, you know, being in the dark and meditating. Some people don't value that. You know, some people value action and, and movement and activity and excitement. So we really the key to making this successful long term. And I think this is what we really we teach this a lot in our training that the, you know, the workshop is, you know, we need to make your health line up with your values. If not, 
it's always going to be something that, eh, I'll get to it. Eh. You know, it's not going to really inspire you. But if you can figure out a way, you know, that's what we mostly help our clients do. So we help them find the way to make your health and your values line up. If you value, you know, your family a lot, but you have to go to the gym on a weekday night to get healthy and to drop the weight because you're, quote, doing it for them, that's not going to last so long. Mm. Yeah. Great point. You know, it's going to last a couple months at the most. Yeah. So, yeah, if you guys want to check us out, preventativehealthcoaches.com. Uh, if you want to book a, uh, you know, an appointment, it's phcare.me. But check out the training first. Make sure it's something that, you know, make sure this is something that's right for you first. I was wondering, uh, first of all, like, what practice or habit you stopped doing recently or a few years ago that was hindering your health? Like, can you give us, like, for example, a practice or a habit that you, you felt was actually hindering your health, but that, that you were doing a few years back? I got to be 100% honest and, and transparent. I wish this one came up a little bit earlier. Dude, the one thing that affects my health and my physiology more than anything else, mm -hmm. to be 100% honest, is relationship stress. Mm -hmm. yeah. if, I'm, if I'm fighting with uh, you know, a business partner or a girlfriend and, or you know, my parents are in trouble, that affects my performance more than anything else. Yeah, because it's the hormones, is the the chemistry, the it changes the chemistry of. Uh... It changes the chemistry. It changes the perception. It changes mm -hmm. the habits. I mean, so yeah, the the one thing that I would say affects human performance the most is our social rank and our role in relationships. That is something that I've seen time and time again, and I've experienced it myself. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. It's, it's totally true. And, uh, and I was wondering also, if you, had, if you had 22 again yourself, because uh, I'm 22, uh -huh. <laughs> well, what would you tell yourself? Oh, man. Well, when I was 22, I was actually doing essentially the same thing that I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. That's uh -huh. amazing. You, you found your path really early. I did. I did. I, you know, I started this when I was 19. So I remember what it's like to kind of, you know, not really be in that like proving yourself state, but you know, to position yourself as an expert, as a leader from a young age. So I remember what that's like to, uh, you know, to want to influence people and to want to make life better for others, you know, to serve, to have that servant's heart. Yeah, make an impact, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think if I could offer one thing to myself at that stage is you are intuitive. Mm -hmm. You are intuitive. You know, you're getting feedback all the time. So your intuition, your ability to sense, your instincts to go with your gut, to feel it, and to know how to listen to that is one of the highest gifts that you can give yourself. So I would say continue to hone your instincts. Continue to hone your feedback mechanism. Amazing, yeah, true. Sometimes we don't uh, we don't listen to ourselves. Sometimes we we just go with what society, our parents, what what the environment tells us to do, and we don't, or, or even even ourselves. Like we we do things and then we regret it because we know deep inside that that's not. We Absolutely. know deep inside what's 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 true to us. Well, guess what? If you continue to do that, 
I know you don't do that often, right? Because I know you're here as a young man on power, you know, on purpose, with purpose. But to anybody listening, if you continue to do that, you will be faced with a major health crisis to correct your course. Yeah. It's not yeah. a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And it might, it might be a divorce and then going into drinking. It might be, you know, getting slapped in the face time after time. I mean, the meta-analysis on cancer uh, the SEER, Surveillance Epidemiology of End Results, cancer rates one in two by 2050. So if we continue to defy our instincts, if we continue to kill ourselves slowly and to cut ourselves off, that will be our downfall. If you look in the mirror and you look into your own eyes and you tell yourself a lie, you can feel that coming up from your gut to your esophagus, cutting off your cutting off your nutrition, cutting off your food tube. It's called a hiatal hernia. So trust your instincts. You're going to be inspired. You're going to have a lot more energy. You're going to be a lot more clear and focused that way. If you go along to get along, if you make sacrifices because you think it's going to make other people happy, you're going to feel that in your gut. You're going to feel that changing your biology. And uh, buckle up. It's going to be a real rough ride health-wise. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and you're not going to know why. And, uh, you know, one of the things about, about an instinct is just because you're anxious or you're nervous about something is not necessarily a sign that you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fall into the, yeah. That's, that's the paradox there. All right. But your instincts will tell you what's right. So fear does not mean don't listen to your instincts. Yeah, actually, what I say is that your resistance to doing things is actually your compass to, to go do them. For example, uh, I, I give this example because I'm into dating, but your resistance to go talk to that girl is actually your compass to actually go up to her and go talk to her because that's where growth is. Yeah, it's about doing the hard things also and not, uh, and not caring too much about your short-term emotions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Emotions are different than, than instincts. So I love that, man. Awesome. Limo. Thank you. you are, you're a star, man. I'd love to come back on and, and do this again. I hope you guys got some valuable insights. If you want to check us out, preventativehealthcoaches.com. Limo. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thank you so much, Ryan. Yeah. See you. Take care.